1: of the Rory Sauter Show, and I can't wait to share it with all of you. I've been working on a lot of big stuff. i got a lot of announcements here coming up. Um, But as usual, I want to thank all my guests, my audience, my co-hosts and sponsors. You are all just uh, incredible, and I I thank you all for the amazing support. Uh, I hope your week is going well, wherever you may be. I hope it's productive. I hope it's fun. I hope it's going accordingly. Uh, It's been quite the weekend and the week so far in the headlines, Story after story, uh, a huge, huge um, agenda to get to tonight. Lots of, lots of uh, different uh, storylines that uh, definitely need to be uh, exposed. Uh, there's a, it's crazy. It, it is crazy, uh, the time we are living in. 2020, another episode of the Rory Sodder Show, episode 240, over two years later, and here I am. It's, uh, it's quite the honor. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I love, I love what I do and it's become a routine. It's become part of my livelihood. It's become who I am. You know, I, I picked up the mic one day and, you know, here, here we are, you know, this is, this is the story and it keeps going on and on. You know, once I, once I developed, uh, a huge admiration and understanding and love for this business, uh, you know, it, it from there on it. You know, it was smooth sailing. You know, th- this 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 is one of the funnest industries. I, I can't think of anything else uh, that I love doing more. You know, this is it, and it's so useful. It's so helpful. And I, I encourage anyone. You know, if you're talented, if you have, you know, great, uh, you know, thoughts and, and valid views and things that, you know, should be should be pursued. And especially with podcasting, and, and but you're you're too shy. I I, w- I I want more and more people I, you know there's a lot of people that are shy and I get that I was shy at first but once you once you get in the rhythm, once you get in the flow once once you get in that regular uh, you know situation where, where you're recording it it becomes part of who you are. It really becomes natural and uh, you know there's more and more people doing it and I give them such praise. I love it. I listen to more and more podcasts on a daily basis you know i'm I'm you know kind of Uh, finding people and experiencing people that weren't even on the map and they got so much talent. There's so many people out there Everybody, I'm back. I don't know what happened. I, I guess the, uh, it went down for a second. I don't know how long I was down. I want to welcome to the show U.S. congressional candidate from Tennessee. Todd, how long was I down? Only like 10 seconds? Uh,
2: uh, probably, probably a couple, maybe a good solid minute or more, because I, I, I hung up and called right back in uh thereabouts uh yeah we're we're still getting close here to to making some sort of a decision uh you know haven't made the official announcement we're still exploring a a lot of different options uh, as far as uh, running for this office or that office or you know whatever we're going to do uh but we want to make sure we make the right decision and at the same time uh you know uh continue to fight for what, what makes this country so great and of course that is uh the vision that Donald Trump has laid out in, in, in many respects, and of course, to continue to fight for this great economy that we've got—unbelievable uh, economy—it is it's going through the roof, and we, you know, the future is looking bright for for America, and especially those are that have been put upon, put out, and you know, the downtrodden in this country—you uh, know, especially minorities that have been ignored by the Democrat Party for far too long, that they took for granted. Uh, you know, so we'll continue to fight for those types of things, and uh, you know, we we'll, we'll, we'll make the right decision very soon. You got me, Rory? I think you cut out again. You got me? Yeah, I'm back.
1: I'm back. It's going in and out. I don't know what's going on with the service tonight, but, yeah, I'm here. I heard everything. I only cut out for about
2: 15 seconds. Okay, good. Yeah, good. So, yeah, tonight, New Hampshire, uh, you know, Biden, he cut and run. He's down in Columbia, uh, South Carolina, and I think the vice president, uh, either the actual current vice president, Mike Pence, is going to be down in that way, I think, in the next couple of days. Um, you know to get the the trump train uh moving down in south carolina uh you know Andrew yang, he dropped out today, and it's kind of funny you know i I kind of took Andrew yang as kind of like a uh w- weirdly a kind of a kooky cut type, type candidate, but you know as as I go back and listen to some of the stuff he said, some of the stuff he actually said was 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 sensible compared to what the other people were were talking about, like elizabeth Warren for example or, or the Bernie sanders and, and now all of a sudden you know he's he's dropping out. Uh, but, you know, I'd like to see who else is going to drop out after tonight's uh, New Hampshire primary and see who goes on to South Carolina. Uh, obviously, Biden's going to go down to South Carolina and, and try to fight it out. Uh, but it, it seems as if Biden is, is probably going to go ahead and be hanging it up soon anyway, because, uh, you know, w- once he runs into uh, uh, money bags Mike's uh, money, he's, he's going to be uh, basically done for, I think.
1: No, absolutely. No, 100%. And we got a lot to get into tonight about that. Thank you, Todd, for being here. Always a pleasure, my friend.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you.
1: Uh, I want to welcome to the show uh, activist and writer Sam Sam Tully. What's up, buddy? How are you? Welcome.
3: I'm doing good. How about yourself, Roy?
1: Doing very well, my friend.
3: What's yeah, going on? We're just uh, trying to see how these Democrats are going to ride out this uh, this situation in New Hampshire and and going down, and how they're going to uh, figure out a way to get rid of Bernie and Bo- <clears throat> Buttigieg, or whatever the heck his name is. I don't see either one of them viable <laughs> contestants in a general election.
1: I mean, it, it's a joke. It's a joke, man. It's a circus right now. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a complete disaster. I've never seen anything like it. I feel like I'm living in an alternate universe.
3: You know, with Warren, Diane, um, I think. Uh, Klobuchar is is their hope Unless they resurrect killery. Uh, <laughs> but who knows, we'll see Okay, you yeah, know,
1: absolutely Absolutely, and we're going to get a lot into this tonight I'm excited to have you here, thanks for being here, Sam All right. well, I want to welcome to the show uh, I believe he's with us We have Dr. and Pastor Steve L- Latula What's up, buddy?
4: Hello, Rory. I'm doing fine. Good to see you and all the Patriots again. Um, I'm really excited about the way things are going. Uh, I think that, regardless of what happens with the Democrats, all the speculation—it's fun and ex- exciting. But uh, I truly do believe that the Democrats are doomed. There's no way that we're not going to have President Trump for another four years. And actually, for that reason, uh, I think that's the main reason I am actually staying in medicine. I'm at a point where I could retire right now. I'm retired military uh, already, and um, I could also go another 20 years. And it depends on what happens, uh, frankly, in medicine. And um, obviously, we definitely need some health care reform. And I suspect that President Trump and his uh, Cohorts are putting together a wonderful package, and I'm planning on hopefully seeing the end of Obamacare soon because uh, that is a necessity. Um, it's a fact that when the physicians lost control of health care uh, in medicine, uh, medicine then became big business, and that includes hospitals and insurance companies. Uh, we are now working uh, – well, I, I'm an exception. Most uh, physicians now are actually hired hands for CEOs, CFOs, and, who are now calling the shots. And that's great for business, but it's very bad for health. So I am really looking forward to um, a change in that, and I'm figuring that uh, sometime after the election we're going to see Obamacare flushed, which it needs to be, and hopefully we'll see a really new, exciting uh new kind of a program and i know that president trump has talked about some great ideas about that such as insurance companies being able to compete across state lines and so forth but uh, we definitely do have a crisis of integrity in our country and we got to come back to uh, to reckon with this uh, right now uh, i believe that there are many millions of people across the united states who are actually being totally scammed by the healthcare system themselves, and I'm talking about personally, and um, many times they're not even aware that they are victims of that. And I could go into some detail on that, um, but um, I really do look forward to a change.
1: No, no, absolutely. So, and um, no, no, 100%. We got, we got a lot to get into tonight. Um, and, and Steve, just to ask you, because I know you've been on the broadcast, how long? Uh, did it go silent for? How long did it go blank for? I know it's yeah, cut out
4: for say, a uh, Yeah, probably about a minute. Uh, a minute to ninety seconds, I, I think, would be about right.
1: Jesus! I was
4: about to call so you, back, but you, I thought. Do you, you I happen was to remember
1: coming. the last thing that was said on the radio, like broadcasted? Do you happen to remember what I was talking about before it died out?
4: Uh, oh boy, that would be a tough one. Uh, you were talking about how my excited- intro? Yes, it was your intro about how excited you were about being uh, in the broadcasting and all, and uh, how much it's a part of you. And I think it was shortly after that that you uh, cut out.
1: <clears throat> Amber, yeah. Okay, yeah. It, yeah, it, it keep, you know, it happens sometimes, and it's just annoying. It really screws up the flow of what we really have going on. So, all right, sure. man. but it's,
4: a, like, it's the electronic age.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. I'll tell you. It's, it's signaling. It's different things with the internet and with the towers. I mean, it goes. there's so many variables that apply into it. It happens all the time. Uh, well, not all the time. It's happened a few times, but it's just really obnoxious. Um, okay.
5: Yes. Definitely. So,
1: great to have you here. Glad you could join us. Really big show to get into tonight, episode 240, everybody. Um, and really, guys, thank you all for the support. My audience, uh, you know, two and a half years later, you know, this is this is what it's become, and uh, I'm getting in. Also, I want to announce this. I have been talking to a lot of different radio stations around the country, and I'll be getting into various markets uh, very soon, uh, just around. We're already in 25 countries, um, and we'll also be on AM radio all over as well very soon in, in certain markets, so uh, there's a lot of things I'm putting together. Obviously, everybody knows the difference between online radio and AM. You know, I'm very popular on online, but... I want to, you know, build bigger my audience on AM and, and keep evolving that process. Because, you know, I love being listened to in people's cars. And, you know, I, I've, I've been talking, like I said, I've been talking to a lot of different uh, AM stations. And they love what they see. They love the content. They love what they hear. They think uh, it's really some great stuff. So, um, you know, time, uh, time will tell. But uh, it's very, I have a lot of optimism. I have a, it's very promising as it looks right now. Um, and the Rory Soder show, you know i I want to do this I, I want to do this forever. I love it i mean this this is really a huge honor, like I said earlier it's uh it's something that and it's so it's so um informative and, and it's so useful and so you know you know I, I can think of so many words right now, you know like what it does for the soul and what it does for. It, it's a, it's a, it really is a great coping skill, too. It is. As crazy as that sounds, it's, yeah. I mean, radio, you know, you really get out what you want, what you want. Your thoughts, your, you know, all that good stuff. I mean, it, it, it's, it's become something that, um, you know, it, it is, it's just special. It really is. All right, let's, let's get into, I want to get into the main stuff right now. Um, so I want to start with, and this is very important, and this is huge, uh, what's going on with, uh, you know, Jussie Smollett, you know, we all remember his situation in Chicago. We all remember this disaster, you know, this, this liberal freak, this guy, you know, that he's about as fruity as anybody could get. And, you know, he's a total leftist. He's friends with Michelle Obama and the Obamas. He likes to play the race game. He condones Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. He enables all the radical freaking groups you can think of. I mean, this guy is unhinged. This guy is the epitome of, of Hollywood. I mean, we all know what Hollywood stands for, at least most of them. Uh, backwards ideology, communism, um, you know, sex slave, pedophilia, you know, all, all sorts of control that is wrong in every single way. But, you know, th- th- this guy, we all, look what he did, though. He thought he could use his name, he could use his power, he could use his, his advantage, he could use his, you know, level, uh, his platform level to, you know, think he's above everybody else. You know, he, he – we all know what he did. Walking down the street of downtown Chicago – 3 a.m.? Was it 3 a.m.? Was it 4 a.m.? I don't remember, but, you know, apparently the suspects were two white men. Oh, yeah, really, walking in the ghetto at 4 a.m., two white guys with ski masks and paint and all these different things that – next to a subway, you know. And then they apparently said mega country. This is mega country. Yeah. yeah, Come on. I mean, you'd have to be the most idiotic, dumb person on earth. To believe this, which is why the liberals sit. you know, think about the, the narrative, though. Think about what was explained, how he told the story. masks paint, guys in freaking shorts, you know, in front of a subway, 3 a.m. in the middle of the hard part of Chicago, mega hats. This is mega country. No, come on. And, you know, we all remember what happened is the guys that worked with him on set came forward and said that they – you know, he hired them to perform this stunt, to perform this fake narrative, to perform this BS, you know, dialogue. And you know what? It worked for a while because we all saw the t- Twitter outrage. We all saw the Hollywood leftists whine and moan and the first thing they scream and cry about is frickin' racism. But we all know that's bullshit. We all know that's a lie. We all know that doesn't, you know, anytime the mainstream media tries to spew that narrative, 99% of the time it's, it's debunked. It's squashed. Uh, and, that, and that's sad how they want to jump to that divisive topic before they hear any of the facts. You know, they want to put people on different sides of the aisle because of skin color, because of sexual orientation. You know, and, and think about this. He was the perfect victim. Gay, black, Hollywood, there you go. The, the trifecta a triple. You've got it all right there. You know? And, and he had an album coming out. He wanted to boost his career. He wanted to boost his level of success. He wanted to, you know, I mean, he had a name for himself, I guess, on Empire. It was a very popular show, but I think he kind of wanted to be more than what he currently, his current situation was. And I, you know what? It's sick. It's disgusting. Because I talked to all these idiotic, moronic, pussy-ass Boy boy liberals, excuse my French. But I talked to them today and I say, why did you try to bash why did you try to bash Republicans when this happened? Why did you try to say Jesse Smollett was a victim before knowing any of what the actual situation was? And they they don't have any they don't have any explanation. They can't tell me, you know, but this is what the media does. This is my point about the mainstream media. What they do is the first thing they do whenever it's a white and black person involved, especially if it's the left, they jump to race. It does not matter because they know that's going to make their sheep jump and angry, and it's going to start this whole movement. And we've seen it firsthand. We have. You know, it goes on and on and on. It really does. Um, And you know what? I'm glad that he's facing the music. He's being indicted uh, six counts. uh, And I really think that You know, this is setting the principle. This is setting the standard. You know, making sure that these people never get away with uh, things that, you know, the the everyday citizen uh, would have to pay for. You know, I I think it's, you know, they want equality. They keep talking about that in Hollywood. This is something I should bring up. You know, you want everybody to be equal. Yeah. Well, you guys don't get any special privileges either. You guys face the music just like everybody else. There you go. There you go. It's that easy. And don't forget, look how much this backfired on the guy. He got fired from Empire. Empire got canceled right after. uh, They had one more season, and then they got canceled, and we all know why. And, you know, people just got tired of these prima donnas thinking they're above the law and better than everybody else. Yeah. And this guy wanted to – oh, and another thing. This guy wanted to rub his LGBT, uh, you know, orientation. He wanted to, you know, shove it down our throats in so many different ways. You know, he, and there's videos of him doing this too, which is sick in itself. You know, if you're gay, that's fine. Go do what you got to do. That's, you know, I, I'm not asking anybody who they sleep with. I don't care. That's your personal life. But don't try to tell us about it. Don't try to say that we should, you know, care or we should, you know, I, I mean, you know, it's like you're looking for attention. It's like enough already. It's like, come on. Okay. Um, okay, Roger Stone here. Okay, so Roger Stone, and we all know Roger Stone is, you know, obviously Roger Stone is a high, he's a high-end political operative. He's very successful. Uh, He's very smart, very brilliant, done a lot of things in his life, has had a lot of success, uh, has been on a lot of winning campaigns. Don't forget that he ran uh, uh, Reagan's um, uh, 1980 campaign, and he also did. ran Trump's for a little bit, and he's also worked with so many different candidates throughout those times, and everybody knows who it is. I mean, this guy uh, is very, very um, passionate, very driven, very motivated. Uh, I I think he has a mind like no other. I think this guy is extremely profound. I think his characteristics are highly special. I think this guy has something that not too many people have in in terms of uh, different skill sets. I think this guy brings something to the table that Uh, You know, it's highly uh, unique and creative. I I don't think you can make too many of Roger Stone. This guy uh, has been around the biggest players you could ever think of. And he's adapted uh, certain traits and certain skills from these people. He's learned from the best of the best for the longest time. Uh, And you know what? I I really think what's going on here with him being taken down, obviously the first point is him being associated with the Trump campaign. Well, duh. Robert Mueller wanted to get to anybody. And Roger Stone is a loyal friend. We need to look at that. We need to really acknowledge this and respect this that Roger Stone is a confidant. He's a a mentor. He's a a family man. And he's a close ally and friend uh, to this president and to people he loves. And he will not rat them out. He doesn't care what. And that, that, that just goes to show how big his giant brass balls are. This guy has guts, this guy isn't scared. This guy will tell every single person uh, how it is. And, you know, we all saw for the longest time, they could, he even said, they could do whatever to me. I will never give in to them. I will never budge with them. You know, these prosecutors are not going to win. And, you know what? He stood his ground. You've got to give him applause for that. Um, but look, look at this whole situation. You know, Roger Stone, <clears throat> they say he lied, but who cares? Do you realize? And you know what? I, I think that's more fabricated than it really is. I, I think this was a situation uh, of him being tossed into a pickle, and, and, a, and a situation that is, is stuck is a stuck uh, moment with, with these with this Mueller situation. Uh, I, I don't think that, you know, I think something was going to come of it regardless. I, I don't think necessarily he lied. Uh, I think that I just I think there's a lot more to this. And uh, you know, if you really look at certain things, and you really look at um, how this all went down. Roger Stone did even less of what, you know, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Petraeus did. And they, they ruined Petraeus's life. Don't ever forget that. I don't think Petraeus did much much jail time. And I don't think Petraeus ever should have been in trouble. I think Petraeus was a hero for what he did. But think about all these people that have done way more. Think about Hillary Clinton. Think about Comey. Think about McKay. Think about all these people in the swamp that have – completely gone off the deep end, have completely been as corrupt as you can possibly be, be as worse as the mafia. I mean, these people, there's no limits with these people. Uh, Roger Stone basically does nothing. Uh, anybody else, if they weren't associated with Trump, just a regular person, they would probably get, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even want to get of a, a time frame on, on a sentence, but it's nothing compared to what, I mean, it's all, that. it's all, bitter. It's all animosity. It's all a vengeance But what they're doing to Roger Stone. And we saw the DOJ today even say it's way too harsh what these prosecutors are recommending. And we all know these prosecutors are probably in bed with this dark bunny, and they got all, this, all these donations behind closed doors and from these people, that are influencing them and telling them what to do. It's a controlled society. Don't ever forget that. Our legal system is messed up. But, you know, Roger Stone, I, I really believe Trump is going to pardon him. And I think Trump uh, knows that it's the right thing to do, and, and I would be ashamed and a little upset if Trump didn't. I don't think Trump's going to do it right away, because I think there's a lot of things going on in the media, and I think this would draw a lot of chaos, but I think he's going to do it eventually. And I think it's going to come into fruition, and I think everything is going to play out as it should. And, uh, you know, Rod- Roger Stone may have, you know, done <laughs> certain things in his life with certain shady people, but this situation... He's innocent. There's nothing here. There isn't. We all know that. I mean, the only reason I say in his past life, like beforehand, like years ago, I mean, he was involved with certain people in the mafia. I mean, don't forget that. I mean, you do read about it. And, you know, that's not really – I mean, a lot of people were in business, so I don't think that's kind of anything that makes him a terrible person. I, I just think that, uh, you know, it really is one of those things, though, that uh, th- this, this whole – it's the deep state. It, it's the new world order. Uh, you know they they all along their whole agenda was to get to people that are close to Trump. they want to destroy anyone that assimilates or or affiliates themselves with trump you know in, in that in that organization and look, look what happened. They tried to get to every single person and they got nothing nothing they didn't, they didn 't even get a good liar they didn 't even get somebody that could you know sing that could maybe cause something, but no, they got nothing they got. Terrible witnesses. They got terrible storytellers. In the end, it's just a, it was a joke. It really was. Okay. Um, you know, Hollywood hysteria. I mean, this is funny. Hollywood hysteria, it's over the top. I mean, I, I can't get enough of these people. I mean, these people, you know, I say this term all the time, but they have no limits. These people are living in an alternate, alternate universe. They, they have feelings over facts they can't acknowledge the reality of the everyday worker. They're too focused on their everyday bubble. You know, they're too focused on their, you know, their, their, you know, and I'm not hating on capitalism. I'm not hating on people that get wealthy. I love capitalism. That's the best part about America. But you know what? If you're in Hollywood, acknowledge that capitalism is the greatest thing because that's what you're profiting off of. You're not profiting off of socialism. Like you're trying to spew, you know, you know, if you want to believe all this crap that you're spewing, you know, equality, you know, oh, yeah, everybody should be. Why don't you give some over some of your millions to these people that are less fortunate than you? Why don't you let these illegals into your home? Why don't you do all these things? You know, it just goes into the, the saying and the quote that I always refer back to do as I say, not as I do. Global warming,
6: oh, my God, climate change. It's going to be the worst threat on our on our Earth.
1: Meanwhile, you're in your Hollywood 20-bedroom mansions using 100 times more electricity than any average household. You're still driving your Tahoes and your Escalade gas guzzlers. You're flying on your private jets. And you know what else you're doing? You're whining about capitalism, but you're drinking your Starbucks coffee and you're playing on your iPhone. You guys are the biggest disgraces on Earth. You know what? Any guy, any wimp, any soy boy that comes up to me and says climate change is the biggest threat on earth, I want to take him by the neck. I really do. Because that's how misunderstood and misled this fool is. And I can only imagine how much of a pathetic and weak and how spineless his parents are. He's probably got that mother that bosses around the husband. You know, the, the I know so many, you know, you got all these wimpy, you know, just these low lowlifes that, oh, God, they think they know all the answers. And then when you disagree with them, they call you racist. They call you sexist. But meanwhile, these people are, oh, my God, you can't even make these kind of people up. I mean, these are the people that should be hung. Not, not literally. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean that. I don't mean it like that. I mean it in, in, in the most slang term. I, I mean, just it's like, come on, like, what I mean is like the entitlement, these people thinking they deserve a trophy, these people thinking that they can whine, they can cry, they can say all these things that are untrue just to push something. They, they know they can go look at any real fact or any real numbers, and they can get it for themselves, but they don't want to feel like that. They want to feel the negativity. They want to hate Trump. They want to keep feeling that bad, orange man bad. That's their mindset. They don't care. And you know what? I got so many wimps, so many soy boys, so many low lives, so many freaking every name you can think of that I grew up with in liberal Seattle. You know what? And their girlfriends boss them around. You know, these people have no spine. They're, they're just the most, I mean, I you can't, they're like the, Oh, my God, they're like something out of a movie. I mean, these, these men, you know, they, they go to the, the pride rallies. They go to the feminist rallies. They wear their hats. You know, you can't make this stuff up. And I'm just so ashamed. I'm so – I'm appalled, and I'm disgusted that these people are even on this earth. It's like – and they don't want what's good for America. They don't want what's good for our society. They don't want Western civilization. They don't – and they always want to say, this is what really bothers me the most. I'll tell you, the question when they ask me, and I get pissed off, when was America ever great? When the leftists ask me that question, I want to I, you, – you don't even – I. that's one of the most angry things I've ever – I get more angry with that question than anything because it just proves how dumb, ignorant, and, and uneducated and immoral and unethical these people are. They live in this country, and they want to whine about it and say how racist and hateful it is. But they're still here, and I keep telling them, why are you here? Why are you here? Why don't you go to Iraq? Why don't you go to the Middle East? Why don't you go somewhere else and spew that hate, spew that crap, spew that BS? You know, But they won't because they know they'd be thrown off a damn building in in Iraq. Jesus, man, the freedoms you have here, the things you take advantage of, the the luxury that you you get to live with and, and, and get presented with on a daily basis. You can't say bad stuff about other leaders in other countries, or they'll kill you in other countries. Here, you can say whatever you want. Consider yourself lucky. That's the beauty about America, the freedom of opinion. But no, in other countries, you don't have that luxury. You know, it's really, it's over the top. And I know I go on these rants and I get angry about these people, but these people are the scum of the earth. You know, when you try to reason with these people, you try to have a conversation with them, you try to have some sort of, you know, dialogue, but they don't want it. They want to hear what they want to hear. You know, it's like, in, they're yeah, they're so wrongly misled. They really are. Um, okay, uh, you know, this is, um, you know, the, the, the Oscars, I, I don't know if you, you guys watched the Oscars the other night. I saw some bits and pieces of it. I saw the clips. But anyways, I mean, they totally did what they shouldn't have done once again. They went down the political route, social justice warrior, 100 different genders, boy, boys can have periods too, uh, drag queen story hour I mean, they, they print, in so many words, this is what they were, uh, you know, initiating. Uh, you know, you, you think about what they talked about in terms of, you know, the people of color. They want to make it about race. Uh, they want to make it about women, you know, are oppressed. And they don't even want to talk about people who are qualified. Uh, you know, they go on these total – I mean, you can't you – and they get away with it. That's the sad part is that people watch this. And here's the most pathetic thing of all, and I talk about this on my show all the time. You've actually got legitimate voters in America that get their political advice from Hollywood actors that they admire and athletes and singers, and I'm not kidding. They literally look at these people and they're like, oh, God, they said it. It must be true. I got to believe it. That's why these people are on their high horse all the time, these Hollywood actors. That's why they're on these, you know, these rampages and on these huge rants and thinking that their shit don't stink. They think that they're the most important person on the face of the earth, and whatever they say has to be heard and matters. They haven't got the point. You know, and I'm just tired of it. You know, nothing has to do with skin color. Nothing has to do with sexual orientation. Nothing has to do with anything that the, you know, the Democratic Party is known for creating victims. They create as many boxes as possible. The more victims, the more insanity people they can create, the more powerful their base becomes. They want to convince as many people as possible that there's something wrong with them. You know, they want to shelter them. They want to give them other people's money, welfare, you know, all this stuff. And it doesn't end. It's the next radical agenda after the other. And now you've got the stupid, fruity pronouns, he, she, her, him. I don't even keep up anymore. First you've got the LGBT community. Then you got the QSR Whatever letter they keep adding to it, I don't know. I'm just tired of it. I mean, when? When when does it end, guys? Never. It never ends. You got the, the Pope now pushing this stuff. You got all these idiotic morons trying to control what our society acts like. I'm done with it. Enough already, man. It's insanity. It really is. And, you know, just if you go to the Oscars and you look at what happened the other night, they dropped in ratings by 20%. They dropped in ratings by 20%. The worst Oscar performance ever. I hope people actually look at this that are involved with the production and the numbers with the Oscars and behind the scenes. And please, next year, nobody wants to hear your crap. Nobody wants to hear your trap, your garbage, your gibberish. We don't care. We watch movies to get away from politics. We watch sports to get away from politics. We don't care. You're going to keep losing. Look at the NFL got dropped in ratings by almost forty percent because these jerk offs want to depict and and act on a false narrative. ninety nine percent of the time the media lies about the white cop going after a black man. I get like one percent of the time it happens, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it, it's not like like it's it's it, you know. Hyped up to be—it's so wrong. Black Lives Matter, Sean King, CNN, the NFL—all these social justice warriors—they're if in the wrong place. And did, you know, I was happy for Joaquin Phoenix the other night. He did great in The Joker. I advise everybody to see it. It really paints and depicts the problem of mental health with the gun situation, rather than blaming guns. But anyways, I don't want to get off topic with that because that's a whole other discussion. But he went on this rant when he got his award, how, you know, uh, you know, the the equality, the discrimination, you know, race, talking about Cal Farms. I mean, it was just it was a little much. And I was like, dude, I mean, come on. You know, this is uh, it's one of those things where, you know, just accept your award. Thank who did the movie for you. Thank the people that are relevant. Thank your family. Thank your friends. And shut up. Like Ricky Gervais said, you know, you don't know what it's like to be an everyday person when you're coming up here to accept your award. You don't know. This is Hollywood. You know, and he made a good point the other night. You know, these people want to come up on the stage and talk about equality, but they barely leave their housekeepers away for, you know, they leave their housekeepers free time for three hours. That only, they only pay them a minimum wage, and they want to talk. I mean, they're hypocrites. They're hypocrites. You know, they have their housekeepers that they pay the lowest amount of worst money to. And, you know, they, they don't even let them have any peace or any time off. And, you know, they get that award show and they get through, you know, that three hours off while they go to the award show. It's crazy. It's the, the hypocrisy, the double standard. And think about what Hollywood is, is, is all about, you know, pedophilia, um, you know, a lot of rapes, uh, global warming, which we all know that's a part of the new world order um, you know, even a hundred different genders. I mean, and feminism. You know, they're trying to make men. They're trying to make men weak. They're trying to make women alpha. They're trying to make women overpower uh, the male species. And sick. It's sad. And you know what? Me too. Me too. Believe all women. Believe all women. Yeah, we all saw how that that really turned out. I mean, that's a joke too. You know, they they want to go off this generalization that all women tell the truth. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I You know what? (laughs) You know how many women lie? A lot. I would say half. (laughs) That's why women that are actually victims don't get a fair shake. They don't get a fair trial because you have all these liars and all these women that want attention. And you know what? I talked about this on my show before, too. These women that are on the Me Too movement, the only reason some of them came out, not all, but some, is because they wanted to feel like they belonged. They know they didn't get raped. They know they never got messed with, but they wanted to be a part of it because they like to feel the pity. It's true. It's very true. Okay. Uh, you know, the New York Times the other day, you know, speaking of oppression, now the left wants to say everybody's so oppressed. Uh, the New York Times the other day even acknowledges and admits that black work, workers, are now, their wages are now finally rising after a decade of not. After a decade of no rising wages, the New York Times for once in their life is honest and says Trump is making a huge difference. Well, let's see. Trump is making a huge difference for all these minority communities. And don't forget, he's got over 30% support in the black community, lowest black unemployment, lowest Asian unemployment, lowest Hispanic unemployment, lowest female unemployment, you name it. This guy's a miracle worker. This guy's done more for the minority community than all presidents in history combined. You can't make this up. This guy is something straight out of the Bible. He makes you want to jump up and down. This guy's a natural drug. This guy's the he's the definition of making people happy. I've never been more enthused. I mean, I, I wake up every day with a big smile on my face, and I can't wait to read the next breaking report. Or I can't wait to see the next tweet. Or I can't wait to see what this guy says next. Because you know what? He works hard. He's like the Michael Jordan of politics. He will always be the greatest. No one will ever be better than this guy. This guy, is the, he's the star, man. He's the chosen one. He is. You know, in a lot of ways, he's Messiah-like. In a lot of ways, he's like King Cyrus. I mean, this guy, think about what he's doing. He's not only saving the U.S., he's saving the entire world. He's saving all of us. He's delivered on 80% of his agenda within three years. 80% within three years. Most presidents after eight years don't even fulfill 10%. You know how I know this? Because I took notes on everything he ever said from day one when he walked down that escalator of announcing his candidacy. I've been to every single AZ rally. I waited in line 16 hours so I can get front row. I'm the most dedicated fan. I think this guy Is the greatest thing to ever happen to humanity, at least one of them. I'm overly passionate about this guy. I love him. I love him. He's the grandpa America needs. We all need this guy in our life. Okay. All right. Um, So this is beautiful. And, you know, President Trump, in his recent defense budget, he has now proposed, and, you know, this is awesome for our military, the real heroes. You know, the real heroes are the men in uniform. They are the people that fight for this country with their blood, sweat, and tears to, to verify and make sure that we have the safety and security that we that we always need. Um, but he's raising the budget for military by 3% pay raise, giving these people, you know, it's long overdue. The military has been underpaid for the longest time. They've been underestimated. They've been... Ignored in so many different ways by past administrations, they've been taking it—you know—just taken for granted. Think about it. I mean, our military, the veterans' hospitals, the the overseas with Obama cutting so much of the budget, uh, us being depleted with weapons until Trump put in that two trillion dollar bill. I mean, we were going downhill with our military, and I think it's very important. Well, actually, I don't think I know. It's very important that we're the number one military in the world. We need to be the biggest. We need to be the best. We need to be the the baddest. And if we're not, then we're in trouble because everybody counts on the USA. Everyone. And speaking of everybody counts on the USA, think about what he's done with the UN. Think of what he's done with NATO. Think about what he's done with these other countries now paying their fair share that were taking advantage of taking advantage of us for the longest time. You know, and, and the military. Uh, I love it. No, there's been no other president who's given more attention or love to the military than Donald J. Trump. It's beautiful. Um, You know, I want to say the economic approval now for President Trump is now at the highest it's ever been, according to Gallup. And we all know Gallup kind of leans left most – I mean, for the most part it does. I mean, it's not really fair in my opinion. I've seen a lot of Gallup polls, but it's 49% on Gallup. Well, actually, no. On Gallup, it's actually, I believe it's 63%. But anywhere else in an honest poll, in my opinion, if it was like Rasmussen or something real and legitimate, I think it would be like 75, closer to 80. But nonetheless, Gallup, 63%, um, you know, and that's huge. It's the highest ever for economic approval. We are, we are living in times like never seen before. Look at the stock market. Look at the lowest unemployment. Look at, you know, job uh, factories coming back to America. Uh, you know, the war with China, the trade war, we we're winning big, bigly, as Trump would say. So, yeah, guys, you got a lot to look forward to. Okay. Um, you know, and, you know, here here's the problem about the left. I just want to say this last point before I get into the next thing. But uh, the left, you know, for instance, like Hollywood actors like Bette Midler said the other day, Trump will rule all of you until he dies. And really sadly, I think some of these Hollywood people and other just regular Democrat voters are this brainwashed, where they actually are under the impression that Trump will never leave office. And don't forget about the funny tweet he put up on Twitter showing Trump 2024, 2028, 2032, 2036. He loves trolling these people, and these people can't take a joke if their life depended on it. But if you really put yourselves in their shoes and their minds, that's scary that they can't tell what's actual, actually factual and reality that they think he's actually going to be in there forever. Like they think he's going to change the rules, he's going to expand the term limits, he's going to do all these things. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. I mean I, I agree, though, to the, to the fact that I think the Trump family will rule for a long time. I think Don Jr. will be the president in 2024. I do. I think when Trump's done with his eight years, I think Don Jr. comes in. and then after Don Jr., why not Eric or why not Ivanka? And then after that, when Barron's older, why not? Why not? Who, Who? I mean, it's like going from a five-star meal back to McDonald's. Having Donald J. Trump as your president in a five-star hotel, and then I'll be going back to McDonald's if we ever went back to a regular politician. Like, come on, dude. You have We have it so good. And the economy's unreal. I mean, the, the experts predicted last mo- this month that we'd only add like a little over a hundred thousand jobs. We added two hundred and twenty-five thousand jobs, way more than the so-called uh, experts say in their paper and their reviews and their write-ups. These people shouldn't even have jobs. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um, and you know, what? I talk about the the universities all the time and how indoctrination is bad and. You know, how we're listening to these socialist professors, we're listening to these communist agendas, we're listening to Islam, we're listening to, you know, Drag Queen Story Hour. And if you question any of these things at college, then you're considered a bigot, you're considered hateful. And I always ask these professors, I've a- actually asked a few of them, socialists, if you believe in this ideology so much, then why don't you work for free? Why? Why don't you work for free? If you really love this so much and you're so fond, you know, so admired by it and love it so much, work for free. Work for free. And you know what? This indoctrination only goes so far. You know, you see them push slowly and slowly more and more stuff. You know, they want to teach LGBTQ. They want to teach Islam. They want to teach, um, you know, feminism, how feminists are the victims, how much— Slavery reparations, all people of color are are, are, the, are the victim. You know, they need to be given money, which a lot of people of color don't feel that way. And, you know, they actually feel it's racist that you put them in a box like that. But anyways, I want to get into a headline from Indiana University where it came out that Indiana University, among other schools, is now teaching. Think about this. Think about – and you know what? Obviously, you know, sex is great. Everybody loves to have fun. Everybody loves to have a good time. Everybody has their own fantasies and their own things they do behind closed doors, and that's their business. That's They do what they do, and you know what? But in college here, they are teaching courses now. This is what the money's going towards. BDSM. Yes, bondage classes at Indiana University, and there were reports where paddles are being used blindfold i mean hey guys i get it you know it can be fun you know the, the, the whatever whatever floats your boat people like kinky stuff people like to be adventurous behind closed doors hey but in, a, in, a, in an educational environment in a setting where you're supposed to learn about what you're going to do with the rest of your life i mean there's so many different ways you can go get those <laughs> um elective courses you don't that's it shouldn't even be drawn, uh, you know. It's it's mind blowing. I mean, I know they pre- they tell, tell you to practice safe sex and at university and you know, you know, be responsible and get it. And, you know, the sororities, um, fraternities, everybody's having a good time with each other. You know, they're all sleeping with one another. You know, they're, they're doing what they do. They're partying, but guys, you know, it's it's crazy. You know, and, and you know what? I I am all. For people being adventurous in their personal life. I'm all for the, the fun, the, the ride, and, and whatever, whatever. But come on. It's like, come on. I mean, there's only so, and this just sets a bad example. Think about the future. Think about how this is going to be looked at. I mean, education in these universities has turned into a joke in a lot of ways. You know, you've got people graduating that go there that think that, you know, they should live in a, in a country like Venezuela. It's nuts. It's nuts. But think about that. If you were a parent sending your kid, you know, Wow, it's crazy stuff. It's really crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, okay, uh, I wanna, I want to bring up here. okay, so this this was just uh, revealed, and I think this is important to point out. You know, everybody is making a big deal about Melania, and they're not putting her on covers of magazines, but they put that slob, Michelle Obama, on every single cover, and they gave her all the best treatment. And, you know, they, we all know why. And, you know, Melania has been doing so many good things. Uh, she hasn't been getting the credit she deserves. She hasn't been getting the recognition that she sh- should be. And and I think that it's it, it's really obviously painted a picture in our in our constitution and in our political system, that uh, is totally against humanity. Uh, you know, these people are cold. They're they're rude. They're angry. They're they're hostile. That they they have a, a one-sided, one-minded agenda, and they won't stop until they get what they want. And they think by not putting her on some of these magazines or getting her on some of these you know, commercials or whatever it may be. They think they're sending a message or teaching a lesson. You're actually making things worse, and you're actually waking up a lot of people realizing that you're being biased and you're being hateful uh, towards somebody was so much – I mean, she's beautiful, she's the prettiest first lady on the face of the earth, uh, and it's not even close. I mean, she is drop-dead gorgeous. And, you know, more, more importantly, she's got a heart of gold. Uh, this woman uh, has done a lot for children. She's done a lot for women. And, you know, these, these left-wing organizations want to say how they are for women and for all these people of color, but they don't even acknowledge or recognize or want to respect what all the good things Melania does, has done for uh, these organizations. And Melania speaks multiple languages. Uh, she's very talented. And you know what? You know, she was a model. Uh, she's very beautiful. And they're jealous of that. They want to try to say that she was a porn star. They want to try to, try to say that she was a whore. They want to try say all these derogatory uh, things to delegitimize her as first lady. And um, I, you know what? I love how Trump has just announced that he's going to get her involved a lot more uh, in 2020 with the campaign. She's going to have a huge role. And I think that's really going to help with women voters. Cause I think a lot of them have seen uh, the, the, the real situation and what's, what's really going on. Um, okay. So, you know, the, I've talked about this on my show many times, and I'm going to get into it again. But, uh, you know, this is just the start. This is how it all begins. This is how they push their agenda. This is how they, you know, deliver us evil. This is how they uh, move to the top in terms of elections and and getting people on their side and and having that uh, disgusting advantage. But uh, illegal aliens. Uh, We've already seen it in California. We've seen it in other states, New York. Now Massachusetts. And Virginia are now giving out driver's licenses to illegal aliens, and we all know why that is. Uh, that allows them to vote. That allows them to uh, have all these special privileges as citizens, and it gives the Democrats all this power, and, and they can keep using them as political pawns. Because you know what? We all know that they don't care about illegals. They don't care about people of color. They just like to have that uh, support in their corner, and we all know what happens after they get elected. We'll see you in four years. Oh, so we'll see you in two years, whenever you know, whether it's Congress, President, or Senate, at every six years. But they take it for granted. They don't care. They don't. They don't. They don't take it to heart. They don't. They don't really cherish it like they should. I mean, these people are struggling in these communities, and they're having a hard time. And the Democrats, all they keep doing is saying they have all these solutions, but in reality, it's just they love to hear themselves talk. They don't have any plan of action. They don't have any uh, thing that they're actually going to do. You know, it's a joke. It really is. Um, You know, Iowa, we saw how much of a disaster Iowa Iowa was last week. I mean, you can't even make this up. These people are freaking pathetic. You know, Iowa, uh, you talk about conflict of interest. You talk about corruption. You talk about uh, just dirty. uh, Pete Buttigieg donated $40,000 to that app that was counting the Iowa caucus and isn't it funny how he got to the very top and won there and declared victory even before, before the results were in? Isn't isn't that interesting? And you know what? Now the same thing's happening in Nevada, and it just doesn't stop. And you know what? I believe, don't quote me on this, but I think Buttigieg is doing pretty good in Nevada too. But – my point is these people want to run an election. These people want to run our country and they can't even control a caucus that they've been planning years for Iowa caucus is one of the most important and pivotal and popular caucuses. And it really kind of dictates. And in a lot of ways, most people that win Iowa would end up winning the nominee. So, you know, there's just, it, something doesn't smell right here. It's very, very fishy, very dirty. Um, and uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, Nevada is having this problem now. Um, with the app. I mean, how can you really, you know, be this uh, reckless? You, you know, you, you had all this money to put in this app, into this technology, and you you guys blew it. You know, there's a lot of people. And this, I think this kind of goes into them keeping it away from Bernie. You know, Bernie in 2016 was way more popular than Hillary. I'm not a Bernie fan, never have been, but let's face the facts, everybody. Uh, Bernie has always been the same stance. He's never really shied away. Um, He's always been Bernie, and he was way more popular in terms of rally size than Hillary was in 2016. It's not even close, but the DNC wanted to rig it for Hillary because they were scared of a socialist, and now they're doing the same thing. They want to give it to somebody that is owned by corporate America or like a moderate, like Pete Buttigieg or Bloomberg, and they want to say, oh, equality, people of color, you know, all these people, but look what Bloomberg did today, what came out. You know, him talking about minorities in a derogatory way, him basically talking in racial terms like we're living in Jim Crow. I mean, this guy is the perfect definition of somebody from the KKK, people like Michael Bloomberg. They don't care about people of color. And, and I really think it's – and I think Biden has hurt himself so bad. Uh, I don't know at this point, guys. I wish I could tell everybody um, what I think who is going to win the nominee, but it's so up in the air Pocahontas has fell off the deep end. Biden's fell off. Buttigieg is surprising a lot of people. Uh, I'm not going to count out Bernie yet, even though I think it's rigged against him. Uh, Even Klobuchar. Klobuchar is gaining ground. I mean, I don't know. Dude, like 2020 with the Democrats, it doesn't matter who wins the Democratic nominee. President Trump is going to win by a a big landslide. He's going to get way more votes than 2016. But still, it's interesting to know. But I, I just... Guys, I don't know at this point. It's crazy. Um, so we have a couple more talking points. I'm going to get to the panel, and then we have a lot of guests coming on tonight. I'm very excited. Uh, but last week, uh, the Democratic debates in Iowa – no, it wasn't in Iowa. It was in New Hampshire uh, this past Friday. But their, their agenda, their objectives are so wrong, so backwards. Free health care, free legal aliens, slavery reparations, health care for all, uh, you know, give people that don't work all these taxpayers' money. Um, you know, let let let's let's make college debt free. You know, clear everyone with other people's money. You know, let let us you know let's do all these things for all these transgenders. You know, let's make all these people victims. It's it's the definition of an alternate universe. I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone. These people have no real solution. There was not one constructive idea that would help the everyday worker. Everything they talked about was how they could be generous with other people's money. These people don't want to work on policy they want to divide the nation and they want to be in control they know president trump is doing a great job and just they're just scared to admit it and they want to defeat him and they, they've never seen anything like him because for the first time ever we have a politician well he's not a politician we have a guy in there that's not controlled and does what's pro-policy and right for america i mean he is shaking up this political spectrum like we've never seen before. Think about this. You have people that are running for president and running for congress and running for senate that would have never had that kind of luxury in the past. Trump opened that door. He opened the door for the outsider. It's beautiful to watch. It really is. Um so you know this is something I want to get into real quick. So a Florida man uh, was arrested this past week after driving a van into a GOP tent. And guess what? The mainstream media was nowhere to be found, nowhere in sight. All BS, all crap. And you know what? If this was a if this was a Trump supporter, they would have made this headline news. They would have said, "This is the biggest problem in America. We have another white nationalist, you know, skinhead out there committing hate." But since it's committed on Republican people, crickets, crickets. And you know what? This is what I talk about all the time, how we cannot trust the media. And I talked about this on my show the other day, how I'm seeing people on both sides of the aisle on social media constantly sharing articles, sharing news that they don't even check facts on. They don't even check the source. And that's how many fake outlets are out there. I mean, it's crazy how many fake outlets are dominating social media because people are too stupid to check if it's actually true. Very few things I actually believe. I check multiple sources before I actually come to a, an ultimate conclusion. I never make a, an you know any sort of viewpoint or any opinion until I actually read. Um, and I think that's a big problem. And not enough people are really understanding that. It's crazy. It really is, guys. I'm just going to move through this real quick. Um, Okay, Uh, so I live in Arizona. Everybody knows that. And uh, I'm from Seattle. Moved down here to Arizona, about Phoenix, Arizona, about seven years ago. And I'm from a very liberal, Seattle's a very liberal leftist communist area as of lately, especially what it's turned into. Needles on the ground, poop everywhere, tents, uh, illegals. You name it. I mean, you know, these people are, um, are animals who run these, these Democrat cities. But, you know, and the, the war on the Second Amendment is a big thing in Seattle right now. You know, they're trying to take, take people's firearms. And I never thought I'd hear, see this day, but now they're trying to take people's firearms in Arizona. You got one of the most biggest wild, wild west states on earth, probably the most Second Amendment patriots next to Texas. And you got the Democratic legislation down here. And let me just remind everybody so nobody's confused. Uh, Arizona's pretty much majority Republican. I'd probably give it, I'd probably say uh, 60, 40. I'd probably say 60, 40. But we got those Democrat senators in those certain districts. I mean, no, congressmen, congresspeople in those certain districts. And we have some Democrat state senators that are pushing um, this register or surrender assault weapon. Uh, situation, You know, they, they have nothing productive or worthy uh, to put on the table that can actually be beneficial and help their constituents. Instead, they want to, like I said, they want to turn us into third world. They want to do what all these leaders like Hitler, Stalin, all these people, before they kill millions of people, what do they do? They take anything you have to defend yourself. The war on the Second Amendment is the war on American civilization. It's the war on our constitution. It's a war on our signature values. It's a war on Western civilization. Shall not infringe upon. Period. And gun control, how it starts, is you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. They go little by little. That's how it works. This is how these people operate. These people are not budging. These people are not friendly. These people don't care. They want to take you apart. They want to ruin you. They want to be in charge of you 100%, these Democrat senators. All right, last minor headline I'm getting into, and then uh, real quick, I'm going to get into the main stuff. I'm getting to my panel and my guests. But uh, the last thing is the coronavirus. I mean, guys, 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 are, are, is, is too many people oblivious to what's really going on? Because I've talked about it on my show for the last couple of weeks. My my speculation, my theories, my opinions. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't like to read into that too much. But look at the timing. We just won the trade war with China. Uh, we have all these situations coming to the United States. You have these billionaire elites like Bill Gates, even though Bill Gates does some good stuff. He also does a lot of bad stuff like uh, drug experimenting with some of these other countries. And I'm not saying he's behind this, but I'm saying that there are dark money. There are people that are – in bed with a lot of these high-end people in these corrupt third-world third governments. And, uh, you know, I, I think the trade war may have something to strongly do with it. I, I think that China uh, is really feels like they're defeated. I, I really think they want to, in, in certain ways, send a message to the USA. And, and I think that a lot of the elites are... You know, think about how HIV started. You know, HIV... Coming into the U.S. could have been prevented. If you really look at how it started, I mean, that didn't need to happen. <laughs> it didn't. I mean, but it, I feel like that was another government setup. I mean, how wouldn't how how why wouldn't it be? I mean, think about everything we have in place: laws, security, uh, tests. Come on, guys. We're too we're too caught up on everything in, in, in this era in terms of detecting stuff. I mean, there's just no way. There's no way – even back then we were so evolved with certain things, and you know, it's like I've read so many different stories where this stuff just doesn't randomly happen, and I don't have all the answers yet. I'm not going to talk like I have all the answers yet, but as I read more and more where they're killing the whistleblower in China, the doctor for revealing what was really going on, does that not scare the hell out of anybody? I mean, come on. Wake up, people. They killed him because he was trying to make news and telling what's going on because there's so much secrecy and mystery in this country of China. They don't tell us, and the media there is controlled. It's a dictatorship. They don't show everything, and they're very selective. And I'm now I'm seeing it's, they have now one case in Arizona. Wow, dude. You got it now in very, my home state of Washington, too. They got it there. I think they got it in New York, too. Guys, it's crazy town right now. Wow. Okay. Um, so, the main stuff, obviously, just this past week, we saw Trump get acquitted. The Democrats had hours and hours of witnesses. They had – I think they had 19 witnesses – We had zero. They had hundreds of interviews, closed-door meetings, making their own rules. They had many situations where there were people that could have cleared Trump that they didn't allow to come forward, the Democrats. um, You know, don't forget, they had apparently, supposedly, they had star witnesses that were supposed to be the smoking gun, but most of these witnesses were drinking wine during the entire call and we're, or we're in the other room. The only thing that ever came close to being factual was what Sodlin said when he talked to the president face-to-face, and the president said, I want nothing. No quid pro quo. No hearsay. I mean, it was all hearsay. That's all it is. And we all know there's no legitimate cause. There's no sufficient evidence. There is Think about what they put this president through. They're terrified of him because he's finally getting power back to We the People. He's exposing the swamp. He's exposing everything that is wrong with Washington, D.C. and how we've been left in the dark for all these years. And it drives them crazy. And they have to cry every single time this guy farts. Every single day it's a new fixation. Every single day it's a new media obsession. It never ends. You know, they have to go off of, they want to impeach him for stuff he says on Twitter. They want to impeach him for fabricated racism, lies about him being racist. They want to talk. They want to impeach him for the Mueller thing that never went anywhere. They want to impeach him for you know Ukraine that never went anywhere. They want to impeach him on lo- things that don't even uh, aren't even criminal. You know there were lawyers that came into this hearing that said you can't impeach him for that. It's all partisan. It's all feelings over facts. You know, and he's going to be in there for till 2024. Get over it. And you know, they want to they want to cry and say him getting rid of Sodlin and him getting rid of Vidman is a cover up. Oh, really? Because he's gotten rid of so many of Obama's appointees. You just haven't heard about it because you don't. It doesn't meet your narrative. But since this whole situation and how Vidman was the punk little wimp midget leaker. You know this this punk this chump, you know this guy uh, w- works for the DC establishment. He works; he's their little puppet soy boy. And uh, you know he, he he they're mad that they can't get information from him anymore. Trump exposed him. Trump got rid of that little punk, whatever he is. He looks like a little Keebler elf. But uh, you know th- th- this guy, actually Chuck Schumer's wife. He actually if you go look at Chuck Schumer's wife, it looks like Vindman. Um, But no, but. Um, same thing, same thing with Sodlin. This guy was a jerk too. This guy tried to play games with us on camera, saying that he had all the information about Trump and he was going to expose Trump's call. But in reality, we just got political theater and we got a bunch of nonsense. You know, Trump has every right to fire, hire whoever he wants, just like every other administration has in the past Clinton, Bush, Obama, Carter, whoever. It's your right. And you know what? I'm disgusted by the way the Democrats are acting. Nancy Pelosi ripping up the State of the Union speech. But in reality, it's a double standard, and if a Republican did that, they would get prosecuted. But since it's a Democrat, they're going to get a slide. But it is against the law. Trump made a very good point. That's not okay to rip up a constant. I mean that's a part of Washington. That's a part of – in a lot of ways – what our constitutional republic stands for. Think about what, what it was honoring. Our servicemen uh, had a lot of government information, had a lot of things I think you could bring up in a court of law that would be – if it was any other citizen, uh, I think there could be an argument there. But at Nancy Pelosi, we all know she thinks she's the, the, the queen of them all, and she thinks that she can get away, and it, it's pathetic how, how things have come to this point. Uh, with, with D.C. You know, at least back in the day, like I said The Democratic Party used to be something of substance But now they're just a bunch of animals Animosity, hostile, and angry people um, Let's go to Sam Tully Sam, I'll go to you, go ahead
3: Yeah, Roy uh, Wow <laughs> Where do I start? Well, Pelosi, for one thing um, Ripping up That speech is That was part of the congressional record and that is part of uh, the record in the nation. You know, you took so long. This time, I going to switch over well one second here. Let me get this one second for me, Roy. Okay. So, her tearing up that speech is part of the record. But of course, they're not going to do anything to her. And when you are talking about Arizona and those those senators want to get this gun registration, people need to remember. Before you do gun confiscation, you do gun registration, and all those Marxist societies, all of them, took away the guns. And it's interesting that we got a guy like Bernie Sanders or Warren who's about done, <clears throat> and most of these Democrats want to get rid of, uh, of the right to bear arms. That is the only thing that keeps the government in check, and with a with a president like Trump, they definitely. Uh, don't have a shot at it, but that brings up another point. President Trump has exposed all these people, and I've said this time and time again. He's exposed them um, that him as a businessman understands how businesses work, some of his failures and many of his successes. He's applied all that knowledge and skill to run this country. Instead of every time we turn around we'll get somebody from academia like Obama that never ran anything in his life, and they'll get in here and they'll they'll just serve their special interest groups and not the people. Since the, President Trump has all the um, experience, he has enough money, he didn't need any interest groups, so he can definitely just work for the people, which is what he's doing. And that just destroys the mindset of uh, the Washington elite. And that's why they hate him. That's why the Bushes hate him. That's why the Democrats hate him. That's why all these folks hate him. Now, let me run over this Jesse Smollett thing real quick. You are there, boy, right? I didn't lose you. You're still here. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, you're good. Great. Right. Okay, Jesse Smollett. The thing about him is this. Liberals have always taken care of their own, and Hollywood has always taken care of its own, and all this elitist mentality has always existed. But this guy, that situation last year was so over the top, so obvious to everybody. There was no way that you can color it. There was no way that you can try to hide it. There is no way that you can try to make this thing go away without exposing the pure hypocrisy of the elite in this country. And Chicago is already a mess. Chicago, one of these cities that, you know, people are killing each other by the bushel, and more than likely, uh, they don't talk about it. But this thing right here, it wasn't murder, but it was—it took so much time, so much effort by the city, and fanning this racial flame. Uh, and then this Fox woman, with the help of Michelle, getting this guy off, it was intolerable. They had to take care of that. So now... The city's trying to get a little bit of semblance of respectability By prosecuting this guy And I hope they lock him up for as long as they can You know, talking about Roger Stone real quick We all know about political operatives We know about how they work in different parties And the the safe thing to say is After the reelection of The president of party, What I found amazing though Is when when you're talking about these Hollywood people I'll try to tie all this stuff up together These so-called Hollywood stars Think that what they say is important because people spend money to get entertained and watch these people and Unfortunately, some people really uh admire these people, but all these people are are ignorant script readers, they can remember lines, they can play and pretend that they're other people, but in reality, they know nothing they don't they, they don 't even live in the same world we do they live in their gated communities with their money. And they, and they flatulate each other in these little Oscar shows that no one watches. And Hollywood is Hollywood. So the best thing they could do is shut their mouth, entertain us, and go on about their business. There's many stars that I will not spend any money for. I remember Samuel L. Jackson said oh, about a year or so ago, something to the effect, well, F Trump's supporters. Uh, I don't care if they like me or not. I've, I've already cast a check. Well, people like that and Sean Penn many years ago and Robert De Niro now and all these other folks, none of these people uh, can get me to go spend my money on them. Because when I, I want to get entertained, like you said, I don't want to think about politics. I don't want to think about anything. I want to think about relaxing, enjoying myself, and not thinking about stuff. So, but these people have this, this strange sense of importance, which is really ignorance, and unfortunately they're dealing with a lot of ignorant people that will just gravitate to whatever these folks say. So I don't care nothing about them. Uh, if the media was a true media, they would say, number one, ignore these people. Number two, here are the facts. You make an informed decision. But that's why the New York Times, I mean, them, and just like I heard on CNBC some time ago on the business station – they have to acknowledge some of the successes Trump has done for this economy. There's no way of getting around it. I mean, You've got to be deaf, dumb, blind, and ignorant to see it. That's why many of the liberals are constantly harping about he's a racist, he's this, he's that, he's evil, or, or, or he just doesn't have the right decorum. I could care less about the man's decorum. I can care less about his past. My only uh, belief is what has he done for me as a president? Am I better off now than what I was when Obama was president? Am I better off now than I was when Bush was president or Clinton? You know, when I compare all those factors, no one has performed uh, like Donald Trump has performed, none of them. And as far as these, uh, I'm get rid of I know you've got a lot of folks you want to get to. Um, these liberals, as far as Nancy Pelosi and all the Democrats, and they, they they claim that they care about people. We remember they didn't care anything about the Tuskegee Airman that got the medal. He's 100 years old, and his and his grandson was up there. They didn't care anything about the young girl that got the scholarship. They didn't care anything about the 20 about the two-year-old baby who was born at 21 months. These folks don't care about anything, and so they're they're not going to care about Melania either. Anything. That's gonna shed any kind of good, goodness, or, or, or respect, or adulation, or admiration for what the president has done. They shun it, no matter how good it is, because they have to keep the narrative that Trump is evil and anything that's got to do with Trump is wrong. So they'll denigrate his wife, they'll denigrate anybody, even minorities, anybody that does anything to make him look good. They just won't do it. I agree.
1: I agree. I agree 100%. No, very well said. Uh, ama- amazing points as usual. I agree with you. Uh, you got you got some other stuff?
3: No, I was just going to say, I know you're running late on everybody, so I'm just going to tell folks how they can reach me now and save you the trouble later on. Um, okay. So they can reach me at Samuel Tolly on YouTube, Facebook, or uh, Twitter, and also they can reach my website at InHimFirst.com dot uh, com. Great points, Roy, and looking forward to listening to the rest of the show.
1: All right, God bless you, man. Always, always a pleasure having you here with us, brother. Uh, we we love we thank love you. your 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 voice. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank
3: you. Bye bye.
1: All right, uh, let's go to let's go to Todd uh, Todd McKinley. Uh, go ahead, my friend. I'm sure you got a lot of thoughts. I kind of went a little longer than I expected. Uh, a lot to get to, but go ahead.
2: Oh, that's all right. You know, hey, you know, if you think about it, like the Hollywood types of Hollywood elite uh, are, are no different really than the uh, Washington elite. In a lot, of the, a lot of ways, they're kind of cut from the same cloth. Uh, you know, you have the folks in D.C. that kind of run around run, uh, and they, they go out on the red carpet, just, just the same as they do in Hollywood. Of course, it's, uh, you know, Hollywood's for all the good looking people and, and, and uh, D.C.'s for all the ugly people in a lot of ways, I guess, uh, I'm joking, of course, but you know if you if you if you've been to D.C. and or spent any time in that city, you you know what I'm talking about. And of course, kind of the way they look down their noses at you know the everyday people and the, the folks that they're supposed to represent it, is uh you know it, it, it's a very telling of of what they really believe and what they think. Uh, you know, and of course, uh, a lot of the politicians, not all, mind you, are, are are very good actors. You know, they play the part very well. Uh, you know, they play the the empathy or the sympathy you know game, and or they. Act as if they quote unquote feel your pain, or you know know where you're coming from, or or, or they paint a good picture uh, of of their background, you know, which is really uh, them telling you telling a story so you can relate to them. And and most most respects, it's all a false narrative. Uh, of course, you know that, that that's not necessarily all all people in Hollywood or Washington, uh, but in a lot of ways, you can draw a lot of parallels. I think, um, you know, with the Jussie Smollett, for example. Um, you know, it's just another one of those things where they rallied around uh, their own. They, they, and of course, I, I can't, I can't believe that any of the uh, the liberals, if you will, uh, didn't know that he was actually completely lying. You know, there, there's there's no way. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, they had had to had to cover each other's backside because you know, at the end of the day, it, it's about getting Trump. You know, it's, of course, this thing was just completely off the wall, crazy. A, it's it's no more different than really uh, you know Shifty Shifterson Adam Schiff and the story that they made up all all the th- all the things he kept saying with the evidence that he has he's going to roll it out soon uh, you know he, he's got the goods on Trump on this on Russia on Ukraine on what have you uh, you know and of course at the end of the day he had nothing of course of course you can't prosecute a congressman for you know going around saying these things because he w- wasn't under oath it wasn't in a court of law or anything like that which is sad. Uh, you know, I think anytime he, you know a member of Congress goes and, and gives a press conference, um, you know, with the exception of maybe speaking on the House floor or in committee, perhaps, I think they should be able to be held to account. Uh, I think they should be able to he- be held to account legally. Uh, you know, wh- whether it's a, a, a criminal charge or you know just a uh, you know a held liable for something, you know, for slander or something like that. I mean, I may- maybe I'm talking you know out, out my fourth point of contact here, but I, I think. People like uh, Shift uh, and Nancy Pelosi and all all these people—they spun a false narrative. They have got to be held to account one way or another because we know their constituents aren't going to. Uh, and of course, you know you get these folks in, in these safe districts that can just kind of spout off and say anything they want to uh, with reckless abandon, and and never actually have to you know own up or, or atone for for their lives. Uh, you know something has to be done uh, at the end of the day, uh, but sadly nothing will be done. I think we need to change our laws and, at the end of the day, change uh, you know the rules of, of the House and the Senate to, to basically hold folks to account uh, for the things that they say that are, they know just not to be true, uh, just to score a quick political point. You know, If you don't like President Trump, come out and say, hey, here's a list of things I don't like. Here's, here's a list of things that uh, I think he's done a horrible job on, uh, and, exactly, and that would be fair. Exactly. Like don't
1: pout about it. Exactly.
2: Right. That would be fair. Uh, you know, like Bill Clinton, for example. But they don't right, want to have
1: conversations, Todd. It's terrible. They don't want to be the voice of reason. They just want to yell at him for anything and everything, you know.
2: Right. And, and if he's if he's such, you know, the the orange man bad. If he's just so so horrible that you can't have these conversations, you know, the American people would see that. You you you, could, you would be able to go and say, hey, we, we tried to sit down with him and and speak rationally with him, and of course he's having none of it. And and the American people would see that. But at the end of the day, Trump is essentially just reacting to what the Democrats are doing. He reacts to them, and of course he does troll them a little bit just to poke at them for for a little bit of fun. But he doesn't go out there on a daily basis like Nancy Pelosi does and all these other folks uh, to the press briefing room. And, and espouse a bunch of just lies and, and false narratives against the Democrats. He doesn't go out there and say, uh, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi was conspiring with Ukraine or Russia or, or anything like that. He, he does go out there, however, and say, hey, Hunter Biden and uh, you know um, Joe Biden were doing these things and they knew knew it was wrong. And those are things that the American people can go look. These things are that are, are, are fact. These things actually happened. You know, Hunter Biden gave his interview and, and, and said basically there was no no reason why he should have had that job with, uh, with with the only reason that was that he had these jobs was uh the fact that he was the vice president's son and of course he made i forget how many 50,000 or 80,000 on on these different contracts a month you know think about that the average american uh, worker the average american maybe makes $50,000 and i don't have the, the exact figure off, off the top of my head but you know the everyday american on average probably makes about 50,000 maybe a little bit more or a little less but he was making that on a month and then, of course a lot of it was laundered uh dirty money of course it was not taxed uh you know and then, of course how we, how did we bring down al Capone you know it, it wasn't the, the fbi or anything like that it was the it was basically the uh the irs or the, the revenue uh, cause he yeah, was i mean yeah, think yeah, about all the
1: murders he, he, he think about all the murders he committed but then they got him for tax evasion
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know and it's funny as, how how the government you can get away with so many murders. You know, Whitey Bulger, for example, he, he was in bed with the FBI. And of course, you know, as long as he was passing off, you know, bigger, bigger fish than even him, he could get away with murder and selling drugs and running guns or whatever, uh, you know, racketeering, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and then, of course, do it with impunity uh, until, until the FBI didn't need him anymore. Uh, but you, you, you next thing you know, if you uh, you know cheat on the taxes even slightly, you miss a decimal point, you miss a, a penny or a zero, they'll come after you. They'll spend ten, ten uh, or, or twenty times what you actually owe them, uh, you know, to, to basically get get you, uh, and prosecute you and find you guilty, and of course maybe get that money out of you in some way, uh, you know. But they'll but they waste a thousand a, a dollars to chase a dollar, uh, you know. But here, here they are. They want to go after Hunter for, for what they know to you know to actually be tax evasion or uh, you know these corrupt practices. You know, uh, but I, I think a, a lot of it is actually having an effect on Joe Biden. You know, he was supposedly the you know the front runner, uh, you know the national front runner, and of course now uh, he's got destroyed in Iowa. He's you know humiliated in New Hampshire, and now he's down in South Carolina thinking he's going to have some sort of firewall. Uh, but I, I think the uh, the folks down in South Carolina have another thing coming for Joe Biden. Uh, you know, it'll probably be like a Pete Buttigieg or you know the uh, uh, Klobuchar. I think she may have a good shot down in South Carolina. Um, you know, she's playing the cards close to her vest, and of course, she's playing the rational middle middle of the road uh, moderate, which is going to b- go very well for her down in uh, South Carolina. And if you look at how she she basically uh, charged out of nowhere at coming out of Iowa and in, into New Hampshire, she did very well. I think she has a good shot of winning down in South Carolina. Uh, it won't be Buttigieg, and it's certainly very likely we're not going to be going to be Sanders, uh, unless I'm misreading right. how South Carolina is these days. I mean, I know it's still a red state, so I, I don't know if, if any, anybody's moved in there from no, the Northeast or anything like that, uh, changing the dynamics a little bit. I don't know. But, you know, it looks like Klobuchar could have a good shot there. And then at, after that, you know, we go to Super Tuesday, and it, it could be anybody's game. Um, you know, or, or they go to Nevada, I think, then Super Tuesday. But uh, you know, it could be anybody's game at that point. It's, it's going to get very interesting, very, very quick. But I think Joe Biden has pretty much uh, shot himself in the foot. Not not because he's a horrible campaigner, but he was a <laughs> horrible campaigner. <laughs> he's some but, guy but isn't a
1: illegal... sleepy, creepy Joe. Yeah. I mean, what a what a character that. I mean, he doesn't even know what town he's in half the time. I mean, and they think this guy can be the nominee. It's crazy. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well,
2: yeah. You, well, you're your line dog-faced pony soldier or whatever he called him. You know, he's he's just he's just he's just a, a man out of his time. You know, he's basically taken from the 1950s or so, or 1960s and in, in, in you, you you've transplanted him. You know, into, into modern modern times and it's like he's well out of his depth. He's he's out of his own. Uh, but he shot himself in the foot while he was vice president. Uh, by allowing these illegal things to go on, and he, and he turned a blind eye to it because he, he knew. And of course, I would like to know how much money he's pocketed it himself. W- where is the money at, Joe? Uh, but you know, I, I don't think he's some, somebody we need to worry about. Um, what we need to worry about and continue to fight back against is the false narratives, the the uh, the, the fake scandals, the hoaxes, and all of this nonsense. Because if you think impeachment, uh, you know, 1.0 was something, wait, wait for uh, impeachment 2.0. Wait for the next, wait for the next thing the, the, the next shooter drop. Um, but anyway, uh you know we, we just got to keep fighting, but I think the president you know he, he's a uh, well on track to be reelected overwhelmingly, and I think he'll probably win New Hampshire and he barely lost last time, but he'll win New Hampshire in the, in the, uh, and the and he will take those four electoral votes and he'll not only win the electoral college and I, I keep saying it over over and over he looks like he's going to go ahead and win the popular vote as well this time around, and then, of course he'll set up you know whether it's Mike Pence or whether whether it's uh, another Republican to, to to succeed him, and I know you keep talking about, uh, you know uh, Don Jr. or whoever, uh, but but it, it will be a Republican that will succeed him. And I know it is very hard for a party that's in power to follow themselves uh, for a third term. It is very hard historically, but you know the Democrats have no answer unless they. Unless they come to the middle and, and, and elect new right. people in the House and sit in it and become more rational, they're not going to have a right. shot at winning uh, not only at 2020 but 2024. And you know, I really I could give a damn less, to be honest with you. It, but yeah, anyway, that's, that's kind what I of was my, just, my spiel. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, and I I've talked about that before too recently, how you know how you just brought up the point how in recent years you know usually every other election cycle it's a Republican, it's a Democrat. But I, I agree with you. I think that at this point, since the Democratic Party has no substance, they have nothing that's pro-policy, I think that they're, I think that, I think that they're in big, big trouble. And I think history is not going to repeat, repeat itself. I think we're in for a, a new uh, situation. I really think uh, Democrats are screwed uh, for a long time because we see how many people from that party have gone over to Trump. Especially the moderates, the Reagan Democrats, uh, the people that don't want communism. They may not agree with everything Trump does, but they bite their tongue because it's a hell of a lot better than you know what their what their party is trying to spew. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're going to bite their tongue on a lot of the stuff that the president's saying or doing because the economy's doing well. Their bank accounts are doing well. Their 401k, right, their retirement. Right. Uh, everything's, everything's going well for them, you know. Um, and he's also trying to do things on health care. He's trying to lower prescription uh, drug prices. Uh, he's also, you know, yeah. he's, he's, he's reformed the tax code to some degree. Uh, so the people are having more money in their pocket. Their retirement monies are, are going further. Uh, you know, people are doing fairly well right now. Uh, that's why he has, you know, the the his approval rating on the economy is 63%. And of course, his overall yeah. approval rating is higher than Obama's was at the same time in his presidency. And of course, Obama was overwhelmingly reelected. So I think, uh, you know, uh, Obama 2.0 and Buttigieg is not going to actually work out for him. Uh, President Trump's going to be reelected, and that's, that's all she wrote. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, we we have to be cognizant of the fact that you know Democrats are going to continue to live in fantasy land. We got to continue to push facts and reason and, and sanity, and, and not give into it. Not not don't swing at the pitches in the dirt, you know. And uh, and at the end of the day, I, I always say at the end of the day, it's my, my little word, but uh, you know what yeah. they talk about? They make the, they make these things up. The LGBTQ and all this stuff. It's like if you were just talking about yeah. male, female, gay, bisexual, <laughs> trans, what, whatever, and you, and you were being rational about it, you know. Okay, let, let's yeah. have that discussion, but don't tell me right. that I have to accept it or tell anybody that you have to accept it or agree with it. Uh, I, I agree that we shouldn't infringe on anybody's civil liberties or constitutional rights because at the end of the day, these are, we're talking about people. But at the same time, don't tell me that I have to bite my tongue and say you know, uh, transgender is not, not, not a mental disorder or something like that. I, I truly believe right. that it is. But at the same time, oh, yeah. I, I recognize th- these are human beings, you know. So I, I would treat somebody with dignity and respect uh, just because they're a human being. But if they tell me, "Well, you need to, you know, be, recognize this pronoun or that pronoun and all this stuff," if I don't know you and and and, and I, I have no reason to know your <laughs> your stupid your stupid pronouns, don't tell me that I have <laughs> to go along with that, you know. If I know you and I respect you, I do it as a courtesy because I I know and respect you. You, you know what I'm saying? It's the it's human element not, here that the Democrats take out of it.
1: Yeah, and for I, I got to go to commercial here in a second. But for instance, I'll give you a, a, a quick example. I know people that are the most liberal people on the face of the earth. You can't get any more liberal than them, and even they have an issue, and they're weird, weirded out by this new age. You know, hundred different mm-hmm. genders, the he, she, the his, the her. They they don't understand it, and that's really a problem right. because. That, that's really going to annihilate your base. I mean, you have these people that, yes, I mean, you can be liberal on a lot of things, but there's points where you just cross the line and you're going to this another level of
2: extreme, crazy. I mean, you can't even make this stuff up. No, that's true. Let me hit, let me hit a last point there. And essentially, yes. if you don't go along, they're going to do whatever they can to destroy you, to cancel you, to dehumanize you, to, to, to do whatever it takes. To make sure that you are yeah. never heard from again, you know, which is really kind of right. like the, the mafia of the old days in Vegas, where they take you out in the desert, you know, essentially you never be heard from again, you know. That's what, kind of what the Democrats would like to do in a, in a proverbial sense, and uh, some of them I think even in, in a, a, a realistic sense. But anyway, I, I'm going to have to pop off if I can just give everybody where they can follow me at. It's at House, it's T O D D. The number four H O U S C. Uh, you can check out the website, typerhouse.com. Again, T-O-D-D, the number four, com. If you like what you see, donate because, uh, you know, it's going to take money to run a real doggone good campaign. And, you know, the closer we get to hitting that magic number, the the more easier it is for us to go ahead and get those good endorsements and, and uh, other money to follow uh, and actually run a realistic uh, winning campaign this coming August. Uh, and of course, if we if we end up falling short and we we, we kind of look at it and we we can't run a strong campaign, you know, hey, we'll, we'll step back and reassess. But I, I'm I'm very uh, optimistic that we are going to be able to run a strong campaign, uh, regardless of how how we slice this thing up. But anyway, I appreciate you having me on, Roy. I hope I will get back on maybe next week or something. All right,
1: yeah, let's get let's get you on next week.
2: All right, appreciate it, guys.
1: All righty, man. God bless. Have a great night. Cheers. Bye now. Alrighty, everybody, stay with us. This is the Roy Soder Show. We got more guests, got a lot of people to get to. I'm excited. Big night. Stay with us.
7: TGI Fridays' famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey flat iron steak and the tastiest sizzling street foods. Hurry in. Now starting at only ten dollars. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at ten dollars. TGI Friday, the home of Endless Apps. Endless Apps, every night, 9 p.m. to close.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea.
0: I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me.
7: Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we
1: are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss me on past clips, Past episodes of need 24-7 breaking news coverage. Visit my media site, The Next, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N A lot to get to tonight. A lot more guests on the panel. I want to introduce to the show. I believe she's with us. We have U.S. congressional candidate from Nevada, Rebecca Wood. Rebecca, how are you? I'm great, Rory. How are you? I'm doing very well. Welcome to the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about Thank yourself. You.
8: Well, um, as you said, I'm a congressional candidate in Nevada District 4. I'm in a very crowded field. I'm not a and for people that politician. don't know, what,
1: what, what does that cover? What areas in Nevada, the district?
8: We are northern Clark County, if you're familiar with the area, Cheyenne, Lake of course Mead, Pahrump, Mesquite, Nye County, Lincoln Lincoln County, half of Lyon County, Esmeralda County, Mineral County, and White Pines County, all of central Nevada, basically. It's a huge landmass area. We have about 900,000 voters in our district.
1: And as you were saying, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to ask that quick question, but you were, you were telling me a little bit about yourself, kind of your bio and how you're kind of up for a fight down there.
8: We are. We are. We are up for a fight, and we're up for a good, we're up for a good one because we honestly feel that uh, I have the best chance of beating the incumbent, of getting him out of the office. Our district is very disloyal, so we don't feel yeah. that that's a problem. He's incumbent. Um, I'm not the career politician. I, I
1: know, love I have it. A I love it.
8: I have a small business. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. My kids were born and raised here. I've been in this district since before it was even a district. So I get our district. Wow. And our district is very rural and it's city. And so to bring those two together, you have to understand it, and you have to be here a long time to do it. But one day, you know, I got so fed up with this Congress, so fed up. And I was looking at, you know, my grandkids, and I'm thinking, you know, my grandkids live here. What what are they gonna do? I need to step up. My kids were born and raised here. My grandkids are here. I have I have a lot at stake. For me, it's personal to protect our district and to protect our state. And I think that that you know everybody was talking about the Congress. The big problem with the um is that um they they forgot why they're there. They're there to represent their district, their people, their group. They've lost sight of their purpose of representing the people. They don't have term limits, which they need. I'm going to be very unpopular. I'm putting in the bill to put term limits down. The president can only serve serve eight years. Why should the Congress serve more? It was not ever meant to be a lifetime commitment. Back when it started, it was volunteer. They were, you know, they went, they did it, they came home. It wasn't meant to be this go there and make millions of dollars. They don't have the accountability with the people in there. Obviously, when you have them putting in this new bill, the new way forward, they're not representing anyone in the United States. No one with that new way forward bill. And did you know that bill came out on December 10th? Why are we just now hearing about it?
1: I know the whole – the whole distraction, you know, and, and that's something I talk about on my show all the time, is that while all this big stuff is going on, like the impeachment and everything we're supposed to be focused on, they pass these bills and secrecy and behind our backs, and, and this kind of stuff happens all the time, and it makes me sick. And um, you know, I I, I keep wondering um, how we are going to, you know, just combat some. Some of these major issues that these politicians, you know, that they, they keep, they keep pushing their radical agenda in these various places, and for some reason, I, I don't, I don't know how they keep getting away with it and how they keep getting held to a different standard. And let me, let me ask you this: in terms of term limits, because I've, I've, I think it's a great idea. And I think it's necessary, and I think it's a must, but too many of these people, the only way it would ever come about or or come to fruition is if they all voted on it. And I feel like that would be, in a lot of ways for most of these people, uh, political suicide. I feel like there's really good people, American patriots, that would obviously vote for it, but there's too – the swamp is too full. I think D.C. is so crowded with so many people that are so out for themselves, so out for their own pockets that – Oh my God, I would love it though. I mean, I just don't know how to get around that. What What do you think? I mean, because you probably know exactly what I'm saying. I mean, once these people get in there, they're so greedy and they're so into the into their own. It's like their own self indulgence. It's disgusting.
8: It absolutely is their own self indulgence, and but it's going to take people like me getting to congress to start pushing these things through. You know what? Right. It might not get We need the to revamp it. We need time. to get new
1: people in there. We need yes. to get pro Trump America patriots.
8: And you know everybody was talking about, you know, Trump's going to win, Trump's going to win. And yes, but we have a serious issue. The Republicans, the Christians, the Mormons, the people who get out and vote are being lazy. They need to get out and vote. They need to vote in the primaries. If they get like, oh, everyone said Trump's going to win, so I'm not going to go vote. You cannot take that yeah. kind of lackadaisical attitude. You you right. can't. I mean, the it's Democrats true. are so off the chart. They're so I can't even comprehend the things that they're saying and doing. And like um Omar said, you know, the TI benefits, well they need to apply to everyone. What? Yeah? No.
6: Oh. So it's, the,
8: yeah, it's, it, it, it's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. And let me ask
1: you this what do you see as the main problem facing your district, where you're running? What's the biggest issue?
8: We have issues with health care. We have issues with, in our rural counties with housing and getting the medical care. You know, I live in, yeah. in Nevada, Las Vegas, so it's a high human trafficking area. We have issues with suicide, you know, with mental health. We are our our state's now under red flag laws. So we have a serious issue. I mean, the top issue that I hear from everyone is protecting our Second Amendment rights. You know, you we can't lose that. You lose a little tiny centimeter and the next thing you know, the whole highway has gone. It's not just here lose an inch, take a mile. Let's lose it all. We can't afford to give it. Any of it. Sure. It's very it's very are true. No, that are- there's a
1: lot of it. There's a lot of issues. I mean, it's it's crazy out there and what this, uh, you know, our, our political climate has come to. And you know, I want to. I re- definitely want to talk to you a lot more. I do want to. I do, do got to get to the next guest, but I want to get you back on yeah. here very soon. But tell everybody where they can get involved with the campaign, where they can donate, where they can volunteer, where they can contact you, all that good stuff.
8: We would love to hear from everyone. Um, In fact, we're a very open campaign, and you can contact, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our website is RebeccaWood.us. That's RebeccaWood.us, and we would love to hear from people because how can you represent people if you don't listen to them?
1: I love it. I love it. Well, Rebecca, I'm rooting for you. Let's get you back on here in the next week or two. Let's talk a lot more because there's a lot of things in Nevada I definitely want to talk to you about, and there's a lot of issues that definitely need to be addressed. So, But really, thank you so much.
8: Thank you. I look forward to it. I just want to point one thing out real quick for everybody to look into. Yeah. We're talking about the impeachment. Yeah. Everybody yeah. needs to look into the U.S. Code 2385 because those people right. need to be put in jail. If you haven't looked it oh, they up, do. look it up. It's like advocating the overthrow of government. that's what oh, they absolutely. did. Oh, absolutely.
1: Amen. No, I agree with you. I, I was talking about that earlier. No, they absolutely do. Uh, and uh, I, I, it's it's a crazy world we're living in. Uh, but please, I'm going to get you back on here in the next week or two. I want to talk to you a lot more. But I really appreciate it. I'm rooting for you in Nevada. We need patriots in office like yourself.
8: Thank you. But look All right. I'll talk to you on. soon. Stay. All right. God bless you. God bless you.
1: I want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now, we have minister and pastor Rodney Evans. Rodney, what's up, buddy?
7: Hey, man. How you doing?
1: Doing very well, man. Rodney, I'm a fan of yours. I like like your Twitter. I like your social media. I know you're doing some good stuff right now. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
7: Well, I... uh you know I'm a pastor but uh, my Twitter is my personal thing so I do get political on it because we live in a time right now that we have to get involved everybody has speak to speak your involved.
1: voice yep amen
7: um you know I'm from originally from Kentucky my family were coal miners um my dad was a coal miner he pastored the church my grandfather pastored um so I'm I'm from an area where people worked hard and most of them were democrats when they grew up but yeah a yeah, lot of old them, Democrats, about yeah. everyone, yep. about everyone, them switched to parties. I mean, they've all that I know have are voting Republican. I got one uncle that's registered Democrat, uh, but he votes Republican. So we've got, uh, I you know, I'm here watching. Sanders is going to probably win tonight. I never thought I'd live in a country where a communist would <laughs> win a state. I'm going to go a little deeper than mind blowing. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's a communist, and uh, but we. I think the polls are off. I mean I heard your, your people talking, uh, and they all spoke very well, and I enjoyed listening to them. I think the polls are off, and this is where I think the polls are off. I think Donald Trump's running in the 60s, and, uh, and this is the reason I feel I that. I agree.
1: Amen. If a not 70s, of, I, think, I think there's only yeah. a very select amount that don't approve. You know.
7: Well, I think you've got a lot of them that are um, – they're running on their old format, which – you know, like I said, I've got one uncle that is a uh, Democrat, but he votes Republican. But I'm hearing a lot of people are leaving the Democrat Party, and they're still figuring all those people in. And I just, I think the polls are off. But like the last guest said, we can't say it and say we're going to win by a landslide. We have to get off our blessed assurance and get out and vote and campaign. We've got to, we got to get uh, vocal. Now at my church, I. I will minister on what's biblical, what's correct. I will talk about what each uh, party believes in and let them know this is uh, what's biblical, so you've got to watch this. But then most of them follow me on Twitter, and Facebook, so they they see how political I can get. But I think it's a time. I think churches, I think pastors have to wake up and begin to let their people know, or they're going to lose their freedom. And I put this in a Twitter uh, in a tweet not very long ago, and also on my Facebook page. If you don't think politics is interfering with your church, you're sadly mistaken because it already has. It's already infected everything oh. that we're doing. Oh
1: yeah, I mean, look, well look at look at look at this situation with the Pope, the Antichrist. I mean, that guy's the Antichrist. I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic grade school and Catholic high school, mm-hmm. and so I know all about I know all about it. And this guy, he totally. Indulges and, and advocates for abortion, for gay marriage, everything that Catholic Church is against. And this guy takes money from all these left-wing political operatives. This, the dirtiest kind oh, yeah. of financing you could ever get. It's dirty.
7: Mm-hmm. Well, you you look at it, and people says, "Well, what would Jesus be?" Well, if I look at the Bible, he says, "If you don't work, you don't eat." So that does away with the social stuff right there. Uh, he does tell you to take care of orphans and the widows. Um, So there's things there that we've got to look at I just, you know, I I believe you help people out If they're going through a hard time But then they need to get on with life They're not there to be taken care of for the rest of their life So there's a lot of things that we as Christians But also, you know, I told I put this out on Twitter You come against me because I'm a Christian I voted for President Trump Listen to his speech Listen to the State of the Union That's one reason as a Christian I vote for President Trump that's one reason I'm a Republican, is because of his speech. I mean, he basically lets you know there that he's standing for the Christians, and he's kept every promise to us. I mean, you can't argue that he's kept everything. But another yes. another point that we need to bring out here too, you know, we're looking at President Trump. To be, to be exact, uh, think, to be exact,
1: to be to be exact, eighty percent, eighty percent of his promises he's delivered on in three years. Most presidents don't even deliver on ten percent after eight years. This guy's done more than anybody, all, everybody combined in presidential history. But keep going. Sorry.
7: No, you're, you're fine. I mean, you've got, it's your show, too. But you've got, um, you know, I remember Carter a little bit. I remember Reagan. And to me, he's right. Yep. I, I loved Reagan. I think he is moving ahead of Reagan, especially doing everything that he said he would do. But also, right. just think about if you had the Democrats working a little bit with him, how far along around the road would right. be? Well, here's how uh, I look at point. it. I mean,
1: Reagan was the guy that started the movement. Remember, he was the yes. "Make America Great Again" slogan. He kind of—I yes. feel like Reagan kind of, you know, I, I feel like a lot of what Trump does is, is after, Re, you know, is kind of what Reagan style is. But obviously, Trump has done way more. I mean, it's not even close. I'm not discrediting or or disrespecting Reagan in any way. I no. just think Trump is way more powerful. And but I think Trump and, and Reagan have a lot of similar traits and. And characteristics, but go ahead. Sorry.
7: Well, you've got to realize Reagan didn't have to fight the stuff that President Trump's fighting. He never had to fight this kind of stuff as bad as it was. I remember when Reagan went in, I yeah. think was staying the Union and brought a bill in, and it was piled up in front of him. He told him never to send something like right. that to him again. Uh, and that's the and same kind of I think, what, of really, atmosphere. I think
1: what really affects it, though, I think what really uh, kind of interferes and, and kind of uh, disrupts, Uh, A lot of these political climates today Is the social media And all these different channels Remember when Reagan was president You only had like two or three channels Where you could watch him on I mean obviously these newspaper opinion writers Had their pieces that they would do anti-Reagan But it wasn't nearly uh, this this much kind of uh, What's the word I'm looking for Just like outlets I mean all these people draw all Mm -hmm. this uh, division With all their opinions You know what I mean?
7: Yeah, the the news media is is bad. Now, I watch Fox usually, and I watch uh, One American News is the two I usually kind of hang out with because I can listen to President Trump say something or give a speech, and you turn it to one of the mainstream medias or CNN or one of those, and they will say – they will twist everything he said, everything. And so – but I wanted to jump on something real quick too that I've told people. It doesn't matter – Every Democrat to me, I don't think there's a moderate Democrat anymore that's in office that's running for office. I, if you look at it on every level, I don't, I can't vote for a Democrat on the local level, state level, or federal level. Right. I just can't do it. Right. They're it's hard. Yeah. They're all messed. They're all messed up. I mean, look yeah. in Kentucky. That's where I'm originally from. I live in North Carolina now. And you know, our governor here wants red, wants the red uh, flag laws which he's not going to get yeah. those, but it, you got <laughs> in Kentucky, I've got family family members that are teachers or retired teachers? Oh, and yeah, so Bev, didn't Bevin ahead.
1: lose did not you guys have the Democrat take over
7: there? Yes, he, he took a, he, he, he got beat and then you had a uh, Democrat takeover. now you've got a situation there where the teachers got mad and people got mad because one of the reasons, not all the reasons, but one of them was the, um, the pension. Well, now you see the new governor coming in, and he is taking money from the pension. Right. And he is shooting. He's shooting things. I'm against abortion. Uh, the last governor was closing abortion clinics down. This right here is opening them back up. And to me, I think you'll answer for that stuff. As, as a Christian, I will answer if I vote for that stuff. So I can't. I couldn't vote for it. I couldn't vote Democrat because I won't answer for that. Number one, is, and the second thing is. I love America and I love my Second Amendment. I got held up at gunpoint. I didn't get mad at the gun. I got mad at the kids that had the gun that was holding me up. So, what I did, I went out, got my concealed carry, and everywhere I go, I carry Because I made a decision that's not going to happen again. And it was in my oh, power. Yeah.
1: No, I love it. I love it. And, you know, we're talking about the most pro faith president ever. I mean, Trump is by far, don't you agree? I mean there's nobody yes. else that's done more for Christianity and for our, our religious no. values. I mean this guy has pretty much taken it to the next level in terms of you know re- regulations and, and restoring certain things. I mean it, it's really beautiful to see.
7: Well, as a Christian under the last administration, we were getting beat up. Christians, oh, yeah. we were being talked yeah. about. You all need to be quiet. I know what's better for you. And then when Trump comes in, he had to me has kept… The word, the words that he had spoke to the church, spoke to Christians. I'm going to do this. He has done his best to do that. And and to me, that's important. Yeah. You know, he signed the no, executive absolutely. order. He signed the executive order, and people say, "What's well, an executive order?" Well, you've got Obama's executive order with with uh, with DACA, the Dreamers, tied up in court. Uh, So his executive order is just as good as his, but he signed the executive order where churches can begin to talk about politics, and nobody can do nothing about it. But that all started because the Democrats wanted to silence the church and wanted to keep them quiet because they wanted to push their agenda that they're pushing now. They wanted to push that agenda, and that's what they're doing. And the church has sat down, and we have been quiet. But I think the church is waking up. I really do. I think the church is waking up and realizing that if we're going to be quiet, we're going to have our rights taken away. And like uh, one of your other guests said, you get the Second Amendment, your First Amendment's going to be gone too. It's true. So it's very true. I, I think it's one of the, it is. I mean, I, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not stopping. They want to turn us into a third-world country and want to turn us into Venezuela. And I, I really want to make you a regular. I want to get you on here often. Um, I, I do got to That'll run here, awesome. so I close out the show here in a second. But let's get you on on a weekly basis. Um, let's talk about okay. different religious topics, obviously current events, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, we can we, let's definitely uh, let's talk. Um, but, yeah, tell everybody where they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Uh, get involved. Uh, you're, you're, you're obviously doing a lot of stuff with the church, all that good stuff.
7: Well, I am, I've got a YouTube channel called Real Life Discussions with Pastor Rodney. That's mainly all ministry stuff. I have my, I've got a pastor church. I've got my own personal ministry called Faith Family Fellowship, and I take no salary from it at this point. What I'm doing is trying to help people, uh, help ministers that's going through difficult times. Um, then also you can hook with me up on Twitter, and all that stuff's on Twitter at Rodney Evans. And if you go over where you uh tweeted out where I was going to be on the show today, they can follow me on that and I would love for them to follow me. And I do Alrighty, sounds good. weekly Oh, go ahead. I do weekly prayer. I do weekly prayer on Thursdays. I tweet it out and people can comment and then myself and my prayer team prays for those people and we pray for our country and we pray for our president.
1: I love it. I love it, man. Well, Rodney, we'll talk to you soon. Let's get you on uh, next okay, week, and uh, I'll talk. I'll talk to you soon uh, over text, and we'll talk on the phone.
7: Okay, man. Be blessed. all right, man. God bless. bless. Thank you Bye-bye. for coming on. You Cheers, do. man. Thanks. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye. Um, I want to go to uh, Steve. I want to give you a, a couple minutes, uh, Steve. I I want to get you on next episode too, Steve. You know you're a regular on the show. I just it's been a crazy night tonight, but Steve, go ahead. Yes, Rory. Yeah, go ahead.
4: Yeah, oh, yeah. I you know what? I just uh, I'm sorry I got caught on a back country road there for a little bit. But uh I want to say this. No, you're fine. Um I think that uh with with regard to Christians, I think that uh if we don't get off the fence and if we don't uh start speaking up for what actually made our country great, we are going to go down. The other big concern that I really have be there fraud that went throughout. And if we don't, yes, I am.
1: Okay. You're cutting out for a second. You're good now.
4: Okay. So yeah, I I'm just, I'm really concerned about uh, the vo- voter fraud problem because if we don't get a handle on that um, we, are, we are potentially setting ourselves up for some losses. Uh, and I think that taking that for granted would be a grave mistake.
1: Oh, I agree I agree and, and Steve i uh, i wanna I wanna get you i got i gotta I gotta go here in a second, but I wanna get you on uh, next episode, and I wanna give you a lot of uh uh you know talking points at the opening because so, I know I know you had a lot to say tonight. I know you had probably had a lot of opinions. Uh, I apologize it's gone way uh you know, just the scheduling and just the it's been crazy throughout the show i I didn't think I'd go on my opening rant for an hour straight. I didn't think I could talk for an hour straight. But apparently it ended up that long. But it, wow! Uh, but yeah, Steve, but you, you I, I always love having up. you on. Sorry.
4: Oh, you fired me up with your rant, so I appreciate it. No problem at all. <laughs> well, Steve, good. let's
1: get you on Thursday's. Let's get you on Thursday's episode, and I want to give you about 15, 20 minutes to make all your good talking points. Does that sound good?
4: That sounds great, Rory. I appreciate it.
1: All right, Steve, uh, Steve, can you give your uh, – tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can find you, all that good stuff.
4: Okay. The uh, Tulip Stephen on a Twitter account and uh, – Tulip, U-L-I-P-P-E at Ymail.com. I uh, would love to contact uh, – we'll be in touch. And I am for this country, and I am going to fight for it with everything I've got. We've got to keep our freedom.
1: I love it. I love it, buddy. Well, thank you for being with us, and uh, we'll talk to you Thursday. Um, I'm going to go to
5: uh,
1: Mike Peters. Um, I give you. A, I got to close out the show here in a second, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Really, one
5: thing. One thing I wanted to bring up, if, if I could. Uh, I sent you a link on Facebook Messenger. Maybe on the next show, you could cover it a little bit better. This weekend, Biden uh, really put his foot in his mouth when he came out with his comments on the Second Amendment and the Tree of Liberty. Did you happen to see that article?
1: I I, I didn't um, not yet. I haven't been on Messenger yet, but I'll, I'll take a look uh, at it. But no, going really, to be cross-eyed. You're
5: going you're to go cross-eyed when you when you see what he said publicly about. Uh, uh basically the government could kill you anytime they want to, and you'd need an F-15, he said, To if you think, if you're dreaming, if you're going to take on the government. and uh, They have no clue. And if anything, their arrogance is going is getting them in trouble right now because they're firing up the, the Second Amendment people, the gun owners in the country, and they don't realize it. they think they're in the ma- majority
8: and yeah. that
5: there are no consequences. They could say whatever they want, and uh, no, right. you can't, and... So, yeah, take a look at that link, and you're going to look at it. You you won't believe it.
1: All right. Mike so. Peters, join us Thursday. I'm going to give you a lot more time. we got a lot more to get into on Thursday. Come join right. us, okay?
5: All right. We'll see you later. All right,
1: everybody. All right, everybody, i got to go. The timer's out. It says zero. Join me Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm Rory Sodder. Mega, mega, mega. Much love, everybody. God bless. Cheers.